Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 282. Today's episode, I'm sharing a couple of the lessons that I've learned over the past few months of spending a lot of money on Facebook ads. Now, at the peak in, I think it was early May, late April, early May, I was spending about $10,000 a day. I've since scaled it back and I'm currently spending around $8,000 a day, which is a scary amount. I know it sounds scary, it's scary to me as well. <laughs> um, don't like, don't worry. I'm not just sinking that money in with no return on investment. And if you're a little bit curious about how that played out, go back and listen to the episode I shared on Monday, which was the interview I did with Claire Wood for her podcast. And I will record another episode on how I did this all very shortly. I'm still processing it all myself. <laughs> I'm still in the middle of it. So. I can't really share my lessons with you just yet. But yes, so today I'm going to share some of the things that I've learned from spending 10 grand a day on Facebook ads. And the first thing that I learned is that people on the internet are mean. And, you know, I had somebody call me a skid mark. I had another person... um send me an email with a photo of me with a poop emoji on my head. Um, I've had a lot of really nasty comments. So yeah, people on the internet suck. But you know what? That's okay because none of those people were ever going to buy from me in the first place. And it's it's not so much the comments about, you know, like the comments calling me a skid mark that hurt my feelings. That doesn't hurt my feelings. I actually found that hilarious. But it's the ones where you know, like somebody has maybe not had a good experience or they don't like the emails that they get from me afterwards. Those really like, those really get me. Those hurt me. So yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say here is it's actually okay if people on the internet aren't loving what you do because you're not going to be right for everybody. And if you were right for everyone, your brand would be so lukewarm. So it's all good. The second thing I learned is that you need to have your customer service sorted before you scale a product. So before I started scaling this product, I was just doing my customer service myself because it was maybe one email every couple of days. And then as soon as I started scaling it, it became, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 emails a day. And thank goodness I already had an amazing VA who I could just type up a customer service document for and hand it off to her because like she has been an absolute lifesaver and she probably spends about an hour, maybe even two hours a day doing customer service for me now. And that's an extra hour or two hours that I get to work <laughs> to do the things that I'm really good at rather than replying to emails because yeah, replying to emails does not light me up. 
The third thing that I've learned is that little stones in your shoe become big problems at scale. You know, like little things like how maybe your checkout will sometimes glitch or maybe um, sometimes your automation for the email that somebody gets when they purchase won't fire. I have had these happen so much at scale and they're little things that I'm like, oh, I wish I'd sorted that out when they weren't such a big problem. And when you, cause when you scale something, right, you're scaling the good stuff, but you're also scaling the bad. So it's really important to get on top of all of these little problems and get them ironed out as much as you can before you start to scale your product. The next thing I learned was that you have to be prepared to create a lot of ad content. So when you're spending that much on Facebook ads, you're audience is seeing your ads quite a lot, right? Even if you're targeting a cold audience with millions of people, they're still going to see your ads a couple of times, right? If they're in that right audience. Now, that means that you have to be continually refreshing your ads. So setting up new ones, creating new graphics, creating new videos, writing new ad content, all of that. And it is a lot of work. It's really a lot of work. And shout out to Kate at the latest because I recently did a video shoot with them and they are amazing. And now I have lots of video content for my ads going forward. Thank goodness, because there's only so much video content that I can film by myself at home in my office. (laughs) All right. Lesson number five, as you scale up your ad spend, your ads will get much more expensive. Okay. So here's this thing, right? Because Facebook shows your ads to the people that it thinks are going to get you your results that you want at the cheapest cost possible first. And then once it's exhausted those people, then it starts showing you to the people that are more expensive for the same result. So the thing is, right, if your funnel that you're running ads to isn't profitable before you start scaling it. So if it's not profitable at, you know, $50 a day or $100 a day or $500 a day, it's not going to be profitable at $10,000 a day because it's only going to get more and more expensive. So, I mean, for example, when I first started running these ads for every dollar I was putting in, I was getting $3 back. Now at $8,000 a day, I'm getting between $1.5 and $2 back for every dollar that I put in. So it's got, obviously it's less profitable. It's still profitable. And I'm going to keep running these ads for as long as they are profitable, but it's just a smaller percentage return on investment. Okay. Lesson number six, the comments will be endless and people will ask very silly questions. So when I first started running these ads, I was very diligent at replying to all of the comments. And now a few thousand comments later, I'm not so much because uh, it's just not the best use of my time. It's not the best use of my VA's time. It's really, I mean, the comment section is really just not a fun place to hang out. This is where a lot of mean comments come in. People will ask silly things like, where can I go to register when I've given them the call to action in the ad copy? I've given them the call to action in the video and there's a button saying sign up. So, you know, like it's really, (laughs) you can try your best to mitigate the silly questions and preempt the silly questions, but people will still ask them. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure some of you will disagree and think like, maybe, yes, you do want to reply to all of the comments. Um, I'm, yeah, I... 
I monitor them occasionally, but I don't reply to them most of the time. Um, lesson number seven, the DMs will be overwhelming. Yes. <laughs> I get a lot of DMs now because my ads are on Instagram as well. And it's exhausting trying to reply to them all. And at one point I had well over a hundred unread DMs. I replied to the ones that I could. And then you know what? The ones that were older than two weeks, I just hit delete all. And I felt a little bit guilty for a second, but then I actually thought, you know what? Like it's not doing my mental health any good. Every time I open up Instagram and see a hundred unread DMs, most of them asking very silly questions and it was just overwhelm and it wasn't a happy place to be. So you know what? I hit delete on those. It was probably about two weeks ago that I did that and nobody's complained. So if you were one of those people who DM'd me, you know, a couple of weeks ago and you haven't had a reply, sorry about that. You could try again if you want. <laughs> and okay, lesson number eight that I've learned was it will grow your Instagram following like nothing else. So earlier this year in January, I think it was, or maybe February, I hit 10,000 followers. Last week in May, I hit 20,000 followers. It took me four years to go from zero to 10,000 and it took me a couple of months to go from 10 to 20,000 simply because I was running so many ads on Instagram, right? My following goes up now like 100, 200 people a day because of these ads. I don't care. It's not something that I would run the ads intentionally for. Um, I wouldn't be spending $10,000 a day on Facebook ads just to get Instagram followers because, you know, there's no guarantee that those followers are ever going to buy from you and it could just be a huge waste of money. But it's a nice little side effect of running those ads. And yeah, like I, I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> so there you go. Eight lessons that I've learned from spending 10 grand a day in Facebook ads. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit of an ad lib one. Normally I don't ad lib them. I kind of outline them a bit better, but I thought today I felt a little bit like winging it. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And also subscribers get new episodes a couple of hours before non-subscribers do. So, you know, there's a little perk as well. <laughs> um, and also, if you haven't left a rating or a review yet, I really would appreciate if you could. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Catch you next time. Oh, 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 oh,